Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So if you if you need if you need to tell the world about Bumble, Bumble mate. I sent Mr. Jules Gill, I sent him the, the new version of the Airbuster theme from Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake, which I think is one of the sweetest compositions that humankind's ever put together. And he went, I'll tell you what, I'll do you one better, Scott Hill. But he sent me a little thing and he sent me the Bug Bumble theme. <laughs> the, the, the exact composition I've got it here is sorry, but this is nothing, nothing compared to, and then I linked him the Buck Bumble. If you've not heard the buck bumble theme imagine uh, going oh. back in time and listening to the uh jungle is wicked wicked like uh jungle's <laughs> massive song um or the like, umbongo um, theme yeah like all the way back there do that and it's basically that but for a video game but bumble absolute <sighs> legend love Aren't, it, love it to pieces. I, I, I was very excited i am very excited right now because my orders have just been dispatched for goldeneye on the n64 and pokemon snap and um, oh. which i know i know i'm late to the party i've played a little bit of goldeneye over the years but um my point was mentioning that is that my i love my n64 i know i got it i got it for my 30th but um, when you say Bug Bumble, I remember when I first got my N64 and Ben Roy trolled me, trolled me half to death with, by, Yo, I'll, I'll bring you the best game in. And he brought me Bug Bumble. And yeah. I just thought, no, you've, you've poisoned the well. I can't take Bug Bumble seriously anymore. But, and I've tried. But Scott Telford, Go even on. though we're talking here on the podcast, <laughs> what is the podcast and who are we? Well, yeah. <laughs> this is the Untitled Banter Podcast. I'm Scott Telford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello. And each week we tend to ask people what their thoughts are on whatever the hell's happening in the gaming industry. We tend to get a bunch of food questions and things as well. And there we is a should, lovely because we are clearly a, a food gaming channel. Now. Yes, we've got we've got our own cocktail. We've got different mm-hmm. sort of uh, associated things. Gown gang represent. If you've got your dress and gown gang, gang. Uh, would also recommend a white Russian alongside. Um, but yeah, lovely response this week. As is always, thank everybody very, very much for everything they sent in. Yep. Um, I do want to maybe do another sort of... Um, Maybe next week or at some point in the future, go back into some of the other questions because we've got the take trough overfloweth with <laughs> the amount of stuff. It doth overspill. <laughs> it doth drip. And I want to get around uh-huh. to some different things in time. Um, but um, I've tried to sort of focus on obviously the newest questions that came in, and I've got a whole bunch for us to get through. So, um, first question from Luke Cullen, who says, Hey, legends, thank you for these amazing pods. Well, thank you very much. Oh, cheers, um, bud. Their days are never boring with these and wrestling podcasts. What was the biggest missed opportunity of the eighth generation of games? It can be up from a hardware standpoint, even to, or even something as small as a DLC map. Was there anything? The, st- I mean, PT for me, obviously. Oh, yeah, Hills. obviously. I mean, like, I still like think to myself, like, 
what could have been what mm. could have been if we'd got pt silent mm. hills but i think one of the biggest missed opportunities is why the hell um gta 5 never got any single player dlc <laughs> like it's, oh, it's just it's one of those things there where like um rockstar were just like oh don't worry uh, gta online's coming and then it obviously dropped the same time as like the ps4 version did and it was like mm. oh it just happened to coincide with the ps4 well, release like i'm definitely weren't developing it just for that like it's, i mean the amount of stuff that they seem to have kind of put to the side for the sake of prioritizing gta online um mm-hmm. like i'm doing a list at the minute on uh, like big franchises that could return or should or are returning sorry on the new generation of consoles and yep. i look back and it's just, it's weird that gta qualifies for that i put it in as an honorable mention because i was like well the last main installment was actually on ps3 and xbox 360 which is mad to think about isn't it yeah but I mean, in terms of like GTA, I guess, yeah, even uh, Rockstar and stuff, missed opportunity Rockstar in general, like you compare the output from the 2000s to what they didn't do in the 2010s. And they've yeah. put like three games out, Max Payne 3, Red Dead 2 and GTA 5. I'm trying to think of like games that were like, uh, I feel never really got the uh, the chance to shine in that generation. as like Dynasty the missed Warriors. opportunities. But obviously it's Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> I mean, everything is about Dynasty Warriors. The Samurai Warriors, Orochi Warriors, Gundam Warriors, mate, One Piece Hyrule Warriors, Hyrule Warriors. Oh, I, 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 oh, my trough again doth overspill and it's dripping ripping. into my mouth. Um, but in terms, Friday, of like, yeah. in terms of a missed opportunity, I'd maybe say that some of the Warhammer games that they kicked out around mm. the eighth generation didn't uh, do so well. For example, um, I don't know, you won't have played this, but Blood Bowl, it's a, it's like American football. I've seen Blood Bowl. Yeah, I haven't played it. Yeah, they, they really picked up the ball, so to speak, uh, in the second game. In uh-huh. the first game, uh, they released it with like a horrendous glitch that they never patched out where you could have two skills that you're not legally allowed to have in the board game. Like, okay. Because it says like if you have these two skills, you could basically break your character. And in the game, the enemy AI would always choose these two skills. And you're like, right. okay, cool. Like I, I'm going to really struggle to win against this now because you're just going to like kill my characters. Thanks. Because it feels like for, for as massive as Warhammer is, like I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's a crowning game that you can recommend to everybody. Like it's not like there's, you know, like there's all these like wider sort of franchise tie-ins and stuff, but I don't feel like Warhammer has like an entry point there, in, the, there in are, the gaming sphere. There are many great Warhammer games, mm. but because of Games Workshop's um, sort of want to franchise it out to literally anyone, right. the range of quality between them is just ridiculous. Like I went online just to do a, I, I foolishly pitched to our bosses to do a every Warhammer game ranked from worst to best. <laughs> and then suddenly was just like clicking through like, oh my oh. God, there are way more than I remember uh-huh. and have actually played. And I do not want to sit through some trashy mobile games and stuff like that. that they've do you think we out. could get a Warhammer game on the go? Just sort of... Well, me and you and spikes yeah just you just because <laughs> <laughs> you know, i don't i don't know i i'm lost off with what what franchises cross over but my wife's reading gotrick and felix which i think is yes from, they are yeah they're Warhammer fantasy yeah yeah so i'm just thinking in the vein of that just sort of egg daddy and, and spike man and just that'll be you know I'd you love just to tell it. of our adventures they always yeah. do they've got like um in 40k they've got a uh which is like the sci-fi version of the warhammer mm-hmm. universe they've got another pair that goes around and does it. they they love their Duos, it's like, comp, oh, comedies. So, oh I'm, I, we're the original odd couple, but we shoot people in the face <laughs> instead of asking questions. We've got these crystals. Want some crystals? Does ah, find some who, sort doesn't, of who doesn't want who crystals? Doesn't and at crystal. the end of the day, if anyone looks at you the wrong way, you just yell for the emperor and shoot them in the face. <laughs> and turn them into a sheep. Yeah, um, exactly. Next question from Schmanz Schmilliamson. Amazing. I do that very slow. Um, what kind of cereal are you working with over there? My favourites are Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Reese's Puffs, and Count Chocula, which is a Halloween seasonal cereal. Okay, I just got diabetes listening to that list. <laughs> that, is, that is a sugar-filled breakfast. That's a lot of sugar. Bomb, mate. Morning, yeah. 
Ooh, that that remind it reminds me of the sort of piss take uh, cereal that they have in the uh, Fallout University sugar bombs or sugar atoms or whatever <laughs> they're called. Like it's just frosted coated what, so much sugar in it. At what point are you just having like a like a little teaspoon of sugar? Like you just you might as well just be eating sugar. Like you know, Homer that, just eats the sugar in The Simpsons. But that's what ricicles were. Do you not remember? Oh, it was just kind great. of it was just kind of like. Hey kids, do you like Rice Krispies? Yeah. It's like, do you want more sugar on them? Yeah. <laughs> well, here you go. <laughs> to yeah. be honest, I, I, I think in my, because I remember, this is a weird childhood memory. I remember having marshmallow-based cereal when I was very young. And then yeah. I grew older and I got a consciousness and I, or a conscience, or a consciousness, one of the two, both. <laughs> and I really wanted it again. And I remember asking my mum, can we go back to the supermarket? Because I want to get this thing, but I couldn't think of it at all. And we couldn't find it. And I thought it was uh, ricicles. But they didn't have marshmallows in. No, I they think did not. No, it's, it's because your brain had been turned into a marshmallow by all of the sugar <laughs> that you've been eating by that Just point. injecting it. I think um, it, over enough time, I think it was Lucky Charms that I'd somehow had when I was a kid before they sold them regularly in the UK. But I never found that mythical cereal. Now, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at this, we are catching up to America in terms of mm. what mad stuff will we turn into a cereal? Because I was walking down the, um, the cereal aisle the other day and mm. it's just not like... Um, I remember back in the day, it used to be simple. It used to be like cornflakes, frosties. <laughs> if you're feeling a bit posh, maybe crunchy nut. But yeah. no, now we've got goddamn lion bar as has its own um, uh, cereal, and also um, Oreo. Oreo's got its own cereal. That's an Oreo cereal. I shouldn't have told you this. No, you shouldn't. Sentence. I'm going to leave the podcast right now. What do you mean? There's an Oreo. What? There's, there's an Oreo cereal. Yeah. Okay. No, not okay. I'll, I'll take that. I, I don't know if I ever told you, but when I was a student, I made my own Oreo cereal by getting oh. all the mini Oreos and putting them in a bowl what? with a lot of milk. No. <laughs> I remember sending that out. I think I tweeted it. Um, it was Facebook or something. And I was like, guys, the Oreo cereal, look. And a bunch of my friends just being like, oh my God, won't they sell this? And I was like, no, I've crafted this myself. Well, they've just, clearly you know, stolen your idea and taken it forward another 10 years later or what? As well, they should have done. Um, in response to the question, what cereal sure. are we working? Well, the I love a bit. I love all the cereals, but they're never that good for me in the morning. I always find that calorie-wise, I'm just better off not having them. And We're so, unfortunately at the point now that once we hit 30, it's that mm. sort of like, oh, I guess I better give up everything that causes <laughs> me any form of pleasure. Oh, bye, sugary cereal. cereal. Now like, I'm a stone heavier. Good, like, good morning, acid reflux. Oh, hello, <laughs> good to see you. Like, My old um, friend. I mean, this is the thing. I'm going to sound like such an old man. It's I all right. Blo- I bloody love, like, granola and muesli. I love it. I think it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, but you're, like, you're a hiking like man. You're, you're did, yeah. going all, you're gallivanting, but you've got all the vertical surfaces. You can't get enough of them. I, I have not, I'm very horizontal. I don't need to go anywhere at all. I don't need all this if, if extra we're gonna pick, If we're going to pick like the best childhood cereal, for me, it has to be Wheatos for one particular Ooh. reason. Not only were they so crunchy that they would destroy the roof of your mouth after eating a few <laughs> of them, but they were so, so chocolatey, but also Professor Wheato. Which oh, he, me and Hamlet were talking about the other day. We were looking at his character design and just being like, there's something very odd about this guy. What is it? Why is this like clearly Nobel uh, award-winning scientist, like this crazy, <laughs> crazy intelligent man? Why is he dedicating his life to cereal? Mm-hmm. And then we both saw it. His glasses that he wears on his face, they're also Weetos. You did what? not notice this as a child. He's in, no, he's insane. <laughs> Easter eggs you totally missed on the Weetos box. <laughs> he's, he's the, the glasses on the whole time. Um, next question from Sean McBride. Um, he said he references the fact that I said I was going through Sonic Adventure in 2021. Yep. Um, so as a wider question, what is a game that you went through recently after never thinking you'd play it again? Also, go on yourself, UBP, because he's Scottish. UBP, UBP. UBP. We didn't even do that at the start. 
you I know, goofy, but, but you know. Yeah, but it's, to be fair, though, starting this podcast is basically just like, um, you know, when Homer invents the makeup gun? It's just kind of like, look into the barrel, friend. Pull I the trigger, just, let's go. I send Jules a link, and then we start talking, and at some point I hit the record button, and then we just go into half an hour of whatever happens. Just, and I know. never know when it's going to happen as well. So it's just like a case of like, when will the sword of Damocles drop upon I just, Yeah, I wait for him to get all of his allegations out of the way, and then I hit the record button. <laughs> But um, um, yeah, in terms, I went back to the 2014 Wolfenstein very recently. Um, I forget what made me want to do it. I think it was because it was on sale, um, and I own it anyway on 360. But I, um, it's I, I, I shoot Nazis, it. and that's totally. Fun. I just fancied it. Yeah, I fancied yeah. a little bit of it on the side, and I thought of yeah, I went back for Wolfenstein because I'd never actually finished the 2014 one. Um, but I do love Wolfenstein too. I know that game's a bit more divisive. It's quite short. And I know that you and Rich mm-hmm. quite kind of bounced mm-hmm. off it a little bit. But um, that first one though. For me, I mean, I'm. Uh, I think I'm about halfway through. I'm doing the bit where you're underwater and you've got that weird little makeshift. Sub oh yeah, yeah. And you've got yeah, to go yeah. get some plans to go to the Illuminati style mm-hmm. base. It's a whole thing. Um, but that game, my problem with it, the reason I dropped off it initially was because um, you. There's so many encounters with bosses in that game where it's like big hulking mech thing takes yep. a million bullets to put down. Also, you've got the health of like a flea. So like yep. you try and take something on, you get knocked down, and so I. I don't know if I'm playing it wrong, but like so many times I run around and I'm like, I find seven bullets because I just discarded somewhere. I find yeah. seven bullets. I shoot my seven bullets and then I run away again because I can't stand <laughs> in, the, in the way of the fire anymore. And so I remember giving up on the game because of this because I was like, I don't know what you want me to be. I can't be big action man because I'm getting yeah. cut to ribbons, but I also can't be stealthy because you've got a boss fight. And I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. There's nothing you're doing wrong. There's just a lot of difficulty spikes in that game. Mm. And it's it's like the uh, Bethesda took the design ethos from the Doom 2016 reboot mm-hmm. and plied it to this, but forgot to give you a hulking superpowered <laughs> doom slayer of a person to play as. It's just, yeah, it's like, because I love the whole uh, hold LP or hold L1 and you can kind of yeah. like, aim around corners like Medal of Honor Airborne like, which really does stuff. help yeah yeah and like that whole like I know like systematically taking a place apart through stealth and headshots like that's great but then it's like hey what if you use that same health allocation to fight a mech and I'm like how I just get, <laughs> it just kills me in like three shots so yeah I'm, I'm loving it but um and I love the cutscenes I love BJ Blasco it's like what yeah. a, what a brilliant version take on that character um so that would be mine um for me i'm playing through at the moment the banner saga again i think it's just a phenomenal game uh mm-hmm. austin wintry i believe did the soundtrack to it, and it? I love I, yeah i think it is him and mm-hmm. I, I think that one of the reasons that i'm so like in love with it is because it's just a passion project through and through like the meticulously mm. hand-drawn animation style um the uh, music that was created for it they actually went back and recreated old instruments from like the medieval times so that they okay. got an authentic thing like uh, when they do like uh, the hurdy-gurdy sound effects they actually built one using this like old blueprint cool. they found like it's really cool and i'm doing that on the live and let's dice channel like a full playthrough mm. admittedly my playthrough is uh <laughs> slightly different in the fact that you've obviously played it before it's very yes. somber very yes. very like atmospheric have you got all your I've little just... notifications covered well no i've decided to i've decided to do it so that uh, every single character's got a voice so like um, you've got like christopher walken talking to mickey mouse who's then Fantastic, like rushes into battle to try and save yoda it's it's That'll it be good definitely when the takes start dying like all of the people in the chat, they're just kind of like, oh, this is brilliant. This is hilarious. But what's going on is they're like, <laughs> my son is dying. Like, it's <laughs> my son. I my think, son. um, Saga, I never played uh, part three. I got halfway through part two and I really loved it as well. I just sort of dropped off it in amongst everything else that was coming out. But yeah. have you finished the whole trilogy before? Or are you going through I it? have, yes. And I plan to go through uh, all of them. I'm going to do the first mm-hmm. one on stream and then I'll probably just play the second and third one for personal laughs, unless mm-hmm. the uh, people want me to carry it on. But um, it's, it, two 
introduced a few new things, but I do feel like the story length was um, a lot. It kind of wore you down a bit quicker than mm. Banner Saga 1 did. And then 3 came along and does actually revitalize a lot of what made okay. the first one so great. So I would say that it's like, it goes in terms of like, the, the ranking of it, it goes one, three, two for me. I know that a lot of right, people okay. say two is better because of its more um, combat focus. Mm. But I just like the I like the narrative drive yeah, yeah. of the first one. It's the, the art style and the music. Like oh god, I I didn't realize that was win- wintry, but it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. But what a what a uh, lush trilogy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively. But not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability. Because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more. Thank you. Um, question bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb. Yeah. Uh, next question from Alex. Do you two reckon there's any chance in in the hell wherein we currently reside <laughs> of Titanfall three coming our way soon? Um, just, not soon. Just... No. <laughs> my Jules poor boy. My son. <laughs> Look what they did to my boy. Um, <sighs> one ray of light. One little. One little torch. One little thimble of light. Um, in the smog was that interview between Laura Meal, uh, EA's chef, chief uh, studios officer, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, IGN talking about the fact that internally. Uh, all uh, promises, whatever, all plans for the future titles are being given to the developers. So uh, yeah. she said that it was up to Respawn whether they do Titanfall t- uh, 3 uh, soon or whatever, whatever they do next. But I guess right now they're doing Apex, they're doing Jedi Fall and well, Order 2. So yeah. you've got to kind of look at what Apex was. Like Apex uh, could have easily just been rebranded as Titanfall uh, the Battle Royale. And mm-hmm. that they did add in like a lot of quirk and humor into it. But I definitely think that you look Set at the, the bones of it and it's, it is kind of like that. Um, it gives off that vibe through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I'm very glad, by the way, that uh, Scott recommended Titanfall 2 to me. Um, oh, you recommended it again and again and again, and I finally yes. got to play it. And I was like, that um, that whole level where you're running through the uh, house construction? Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. I was, like, thing. I was like, this may well be one of the finest constructed first-person shooter levels I've it's ever so played good, through. Man. And I was like, I sat there after I'd finished like playing that section. I was like, my God, how <laughs> did no one play this game? It's so lovable. Well, that's, that's welcome to the living hell that is recommending this game because it came out a week after uh, Infinite Warfare and a week before yeah, it got Battlefield. Buried, didn't it? Completely buried. But that game, just because Respawn are such great devs, like they apparently the design doc they had, the mission statement for that game was let's think of as many cool first person shooter sequences as possible and then we'll write a story around it to stitch them all together. Yeah. So they thought of like, yeah, what if you were fighting inside a series of houses that were being constructed? And what if you were um, fighting between two different 
different time periods and you could walk between them. It's what great. I love about them is the fact that they took those ideas and mm. I'm not like bagging on the Call of Duty franchise or the um, uh, the Battlefront, uh, sorry, Battlefield Bill ones. Um, I, it's, um, they come up with ideas that are set pieces that are outside of the player's control. Like mm-hmm. if, say that say they'll be like, oh, and then a helicopter comes down and explodes here and now you're fighting your way through this uh, like oil field that's been set on fire. Well, you're like, okay, holding that, up on downloads. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in like um, Titanfall, they were too. They were just like, okay, here's a cool set piece, and now you've got verticality. All mm-hmm. these other things are coming into it, and the level design itself is organically like moving around. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, they've clearly thought about this with the player in mind, rather than what the person watching the player do. Which I swear is like Call of Duty and Battlefield's prerogative. They mm-hmm. don't want necessarily what you experience to be good. They want people watching you streaming to be like, oh, wow, that looks great. Like I think it's interesting because I think as like gaming's got bigger, the audiences have got bigger and the like the mainstream audience wants to be blown away by something. So I think mm-hmm. they put those, it's almost like a tutorialized set piece without you sort of realizing, yeah. but it's, yeah. they want to try and quote unquote guarantee that everyone is getting an incredible experience, which means taking your hands off the controller as much as possible. And But it means that fine, everyone but... gets the same experience. Whereas yeah. Titanfall 2, I could probably say that even though you and I went through the same level, we might have a the, uh, the problems oh, totally. and different things. I still remember there's one bit when I was inside one of the houses, like I said, as it's being constructed and a set of stairs, like the staircase got thrown in front of me. So I ran up that and jumped off it and shot some of the dudes that gravel hooped around. And I was like, this is, this is everything. Titanfall 2 so is good. absolutely stellar. So yeah, I mean, Titanfall 2 or the Titanfall franchise, um, it's like well-regarded, but whenever someone brings it up, you get fans like us being like, oh yeah. my God, more people should try this. Um, but I think in terms of where Respawn are at, they have the other Star Wars game to do. And then I guess we'll see, but hopefully they'll do it. They've been given the green light internally. So mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, next question from Sawyer, quite a quick one. What is the best movie trilogy ever? Oh God, just, I already know what you're going to say. This? I already know what you're going to say. What, what, what am I going to say, Jules? Is it? Is it? You're going to say The Lord of the Rings. I'm not. I'm going to say Kung Fu Panda, mate, but near enough. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what the? <laughs> the Kung Fu Panda. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I've I've no idea. Like that that laugh was apparently so powerful it killed me. Or you can't tell. I can't because tell. I, uh, I just sent you a picture on Slack of you just you were laughing so much that you froze. I thought you were still laughing. I laughed more, then realized you were essentially dead and I had to sort of try and find an edit point. Actually killed me then. Um <laughs> But yeah, I can't believe that you said Kung Fu Panda. Dude, I, I, the, Kung Fu Panda is the Titanfall of movie franchises. If people would give it a shot, I'm sure they'd love it. It's brilliant. It's so well put together, mate. Have you seen them? They really I good. have seen them. They yeah. are. I, they are really funny, and I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost struggling now to come up with like a way of like. The, the thing is, like, it. it's. <laughs> I will genuinely say it's a remarkably solid trilogy, but three is three is weaker than the first two. Um, but if we're doing actual best movie trilogy ever, for me, it is going to be Lord of the Rings because that yeah. is the, the highest bar of quality the whole way through. You don't have any Star Wars is sky high; it's right next mm-hmm. to it. But the Ewoks do knock it down, even though I don't personally mind them. Pace wise, they get right in the way. I think that for me, I'm going to do Back to the Future. I, I just, oh, I, can, I can watch it anytime. Oh. It's just one of those films that you just stick it on, mate. Stick it on. Stick it's it on, pal. Stick it on, pal. Back in Back to the Future, I've not seen the third one. Is that not when they go back to the wild? Yeah, that, 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 that one is definitely the, uh, the weakest <laughs> entry in the. Thank you for bringing it up. We don't talk about the third one. No, uh, the, the, the problem with the third one is that um, whereas the, uh, the first one sets up this brilliant idea and it's just like, it's got some very dark elements to it and it's a very mm. enjoyable romp. The second one builds on it, but it's more sort of like campy and over the top with the futuristic vibe and the hoverboard scenes and things like that that obviously like they make 
make the film yes. like, iconic. Uh-huh. The third one, it just kind of takes all the momentum and just goes, but what if it was a Wild West where none of the technology and, none of, and you're like, oh, okay. I always cool. love when a, a random sequel just goes, well, you know, all that stuff that you liked us for, what if we just didn't do it? What if we yeah. just did something completely yeah. different? You know, banter. It's still um, very satisfying, but I, I remember just watching that final image of the, uh, like the space train, like right. flying off into the distance and being like, why? Like, like, okay, <laughs> bye. Uh, the next question from Ayaron6. Uh, can Xbox's new acquisition of Bethesda's, I guess the Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda, mm-hmm. improve Bethesda's overall game performance, like help clean up the game's bugs and so on? Um, this is just an interesting question because once Bethesda become part of the Xbox brand and they're being front-loaded as part of all their sizzle reels and everything, then assumedly they need to have the level of um, polish and quality testing that Sony exclusives do and Nintendo exclusives do. Yeah. Um, where, what do you think of that stuff? Because I, I don't think Bethesda will change, but I see the angle. I um I actually would like to be more positive and say yeah. that this will actually kick them up the ass to um not be able to deliver stuff that has to have like mm. five gigabyte day one patches and all these other stuff. <laughs> I think that in this current climate as well, when you've seen how certain titles and AAA sphere have been absolutely lambasted and torn apart for arriving with uh with a litany of bugs. I mean, Cyberpunk for people who weren't playing it on the PC, for example, is a mm. great example of that. Mm-hmm. It's you the PR damage that it does is pretty horrendous now. Mm-hmm. Like it's the new big thing for people to absolutely chastise a franchise for. And if Microsoft have already taken a lot of flack for buying Bethesda with people being like, why would you want it sort of thing for, yep. for that amount? It's on in their best interest to turn this developer around to a point where they are respected in the community and the first way they do that is by making sure that the products they put out are working (laughs) there's also like the whole uh like aspect to like all the money grubby stuff that they've done recently like there was all the fallout 76's launch was such a mess all the deluxe editions were completely Mm -hmm. oversold Mm -hmm. and there was all the stuff with Mm -hmm. fallout shelter which was you know there's just all these different practices that they put in that seem very money first um or seem very sort of like ill thought out and prior like i said prioritize money microtransactions page creation club stuff, whatever. Um, their money is more than taken care of now. Like they are completely bought yes. out. So you would assume that that takes the pressure off or whatever business deal was leading to those things being implemented. Someone else in the room can say, we don't actually need to do that. We don't actually need that at all. You, we, we're completely fine. Let's just <laughs> yeah. do something good. But you say that, but unfortunately, <laughs> one of the more, uh, probably one of the lucrative things, sorry, probably one of the reasons that they were purchased in the first place was their high pro- uh, profit you know, turnover. So they would, uh, Microsoft are going to look at that and be like, yes, uh, you do have a bad too. reputation and Fallout 76 is bad, but it mm. still makes money hand over fist. It it's proves true. that people will buy into a brand and a video game IP, even if it is incredibly <laughs> subpar. Even like, if it ships is- with a bin bag. Even people are um uh people have like destroyed the reputation of Fallout seventy six. There mm-hmm. are still thousands of people playing it. Like yeah, like, I mean that was the whole thing with the player numbers. That even amongst the worst of it, when it's just after it launched, it still had a healthy player base of people trying yeah. different things. The people losing all their loot because they put it in one of the shared chests and then it deleted itself. Did I tell you that I went back on it with Osley to capture some footage? You did not. Did you have fun, oh, mate? I went back <laughs> on it because I was just like I installed it. It was something like seventy five gig, like all mm-hmm. the updates and stuff like that. And Ozzy was like, right, okay, I'm in the game. Come and join me. 
two hours it took to get <laughs> us into joining into a game of just like back and forth trying all these different things and finally we got into the same game ran mm-hmm. down a hill shot a few things the loot that i was about to pick up disappeared and then right. the server kept on timing out which meant that every item that i tried to pick up it wouldn't let me pick up because it was communicating with the server saying oh he's taking this out of the game world right right oh no it's not and i was like <laughs> i was like this is this is rubbish i hate this i, I had that uh, it. when it first launched i was just like i found because i was like i need to i always have this thing i need to know like it's anything any game midnight launch i need to know mm-hmm. and so fallout 76 i dove into and it was mostly the same at launch it was just so buggy the character models were glitching out everywhere and it was just everyone's like trying to equip party hats that are sort of jutting out the side of their heads yeah, so it was yeah. just like i don't know if, it, if maybe at some point they'll i don't know if, like abandon it or put their focus elsewhere but 76 feels like a failed experiment um, do you know what, um do you yeah. know what i want to do though like i don't know why this has just popped into my head i want to mm-hmm. get the, the the guys back together and go and play to- tom clancy's wildlands remember we all got copies of that that was that was so much well i was gonna say it was so much fun it was fun but we were laughing at the game yeah Wildlands yeah I, was I can't, so I can't, broken like that's a game that i that is bad that i want to play more of. <laughs> i don't know why i've got like a hankering for like oh, i well i convinced myself to get ghost recon breakpoint again i must know and they because they did new splinter cell dlc for it they got yeah, michael ironside back did. and i was like look if this is the only way i can get to hang with mr ironside i'll pay the money i'll buy breakpoint it was also really bad so not as bad as wildlands but just don't don't believe the the, the nostalgia hype voice in your head yeah um next question possibly final question from sure, pinky sure. Um, have CDPR totally, insert YouTube appropriate word here, it, <laughs> I would say shagged, have CDPR shagged Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I adore Witcher 3, but I seriously doubt I'll bother with Cyberpunk until it's on sale for under £25 for the full yep. PS5 version. Um, even then, I'm not sure they deserve my money anymore. Um, it is interesting because even to this day, it's still not on the PlayStation Store. It just hasn't been sold for months now. I am still one of those times where I'm just like, why? Why did this have to happen? Like, Because the as I've said, Mm-hmm. I reviewed the game for What Culture, and yeah. I did give it a, a five star rating because well, the for PC me, one the still has ninety odd on Metacritic. But but the thing is, is that I've got I feel like I've got to defend the version <laughs> that I played. Like yeah. I was given a copy that was um, advanced, had all the patches delivered to it priority because it was on pc mm-hmm. and therefore i got the best possible experience that i could and i was running it on a laptop uh, sorry a pc that actually could handle the like extreme settings mm-hmm. i feel gutted for anyone who got that title and played the versions that i've seen going out for the ps4 and the uh the xbox 360 uh, sorry 360 god if it looked like it was running on that xbox one <laughs> So yeah, I do feel that their response to that, promising the patch and then having it delayed, having this pseudo cyber attack, can we believe that it's real or not? Like completely quiet on the Western front of like um, like what the developer is actually doing. It's... It is a PR nightmare, but unfortunately, instead of leaning into it and trying to make it better, it seems like everything is either going against them or they're making situations worse worse for themselves. Well, even before the whole cyber attack thing, I mean, the, the cyber attack thing was definitely real. Like, obviously, they, you know, refused to bow to the demand. So mm. now a lot of the source code for Cyberpunk and Witcher is like on the black market. But even yeah. before then, when they put the roadmap out for how they were going to fix it, um, <laughs> it was a roadmap, quote unquote, because it was just an empty timeline with two patches at the start for January and, and then February and then nothing, nothing until <laughs> the end of the year when they're doing the PS5 version or the uh, Xbox series versions. So it, they're in a weird spot. And I, I don't know, I keep hovering around because I love Cyberpunk. I had a hell of a time with it. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I played through it all on PS5. The only thing for me that got in the way was that it kept crashing, but yeah. I still really loved it. And so I keep going back and forward on, 
you know, there's the marketed version of Cyberpunk. There's the one that was going to go up against GTA, that that was still an advertising campaign that ran for so long after launch. It might even still be live now, mm-hmm. um, showing uh, V sitting down with a mob boss and they're like, oh, if you want to take over the city, you're going to have to do all this stuff. Yeah. That is not the vibe of that game at all. Like you're not GTAing your way across Night City. Um, and so I totally get that they that's an objective mess, an objective failure of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know how they pull that back because their recent thing was that the, the new patch is going to be more substantial. It's going to add stuff in. But does that mean wanted systems and police chases and all this GTA type stuff? Like, I doubt it. I you're think they probably just, have shagged it. Yeah, you're basically just changing the tone of the game to fit <clears throat> what uh, people wanted rather than the vision that they clearly intended but was missold throughout yeah. their own marketing team and stuff like that. Um, like, I, I think that we're going to be sitting here in maybe a year's time and maybe mm. putting Cyberpunk, hopefully, on those lists uh, that include the likes of No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy XIV of the ones that started bad, right. but then ca- came good in the end. Like, uh, they had a lot of work put into it. That's what I really hope is going to happen because there is a story that deserves to be told there. There's a game, yeah. there's, a ge- there's a ton of work that's gone into it and a world that is so rich and vibrant that it is worth losing yourself into. Mm. But the problem is, is that... It's just not the game that we that they were sold, that many people were sold. And I feel like I think that is we, a catastrophic failure mm, of communication that just sucks. Yeah, I think we benefited by not being glued to all the trailers. You obviously were yeah. right to do that. If you know, get hyped, get you know, get carried away or whatever. I'm glued to the Mortal Kombat movie trailer. Watch it five yep. times a day. Don't worry about it. But if you were completely glued to all the cyberpunk stuff, then that is a version of the game that they completely missold. I think we benefited by not sticking to that stuff. Like I only really yeah. watched the initial 45-minute um, gameplay reveal that they did, the one that was like, shown behind closed doors and then shown to the public mm-hmm. and i mostly stayed away from every little thing that they put up so when i went when i went through it i was like well this is great i don't care about wanted systems i don't care about the gta stuff because why would i be looking for it it's a first yeah. person rpg in a city like i don't need gta action stuff um but then you go back and you look at just how missold those things were just how many tv spots there are and how many different um pieces of material they put out there yeah. that push it in that direction and i'm like yeah man that is horrible and if you were getting psyched for gta with augments then it's not even not gonna be that. that yeah so i think yeah i think it's um it's a tough one i don't i honestly just would write off this year i think it's going to be next year when it's even close to uh being ready i think that they uh to go back <clears throat> to the roundabout youtube uh friendly expression they've mm-hmm. uh <laughs> they've put that they've put the tip in but they, but they, but they haven't fully committed yet. So it's they just all to took it out again. Yeah, they just, just, it's all, it's all a mess. Yeah, try to decide what the hell they're doing on a Friday afternoon. But you know, <laughs> you just you, you make it work. But yes, this has been the Untitled Banter podcast. Thanks everybody for all your questions. We'll catch you again next week. We might do a take trough special where I go back through all the other Ooh. questions because there's still there's so many even that were submitted this week, which is so <laughs> lovely to see. And I want to try and get to as many as possible. Um, but for now, this has been the Untitled Banter podcast. I've been Scott Taylor, joined by Jules Gill. Thanks for having me. I will catch you next week. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively. But not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability. Because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more.